Welcome to the Creative Rise podcast, where we believe you deserve to break the creative struggle and it should be simple. We are so grateful you're here with us today. Let's dive in. Hi, you guys, and welcome back to the Creative Rise podcast. It's a fun guest episode today, which is always our favorite with Nicole Amos, and she is incredible. You guys, she does so much. From Cabin Hunter, from Nicole she just Alex is photography, right? Yeah. Yeah. Known as so many yeah. things around. She's built a six figure wedding photography business. She's she on her way to building a six figure brand business, six figure cabin business. Like she has. Yeah. Stuff she's going she's on. built a van. Like she has yeah. built a lot. And Took so five months and built a van with her with her partner. Like just crazy stuff. Isn't, so yeah. Cool. This is a great episode. She gives so much value around all of those things. And so if you are somebody who's like, hey, I'm in one industry wanting to add a revenue stream or wanting to transition into something else, you are going to love this. She gives such great value. It's going to be a ton of fun. If you guys, you guys probably already know, the Creative Rise Mastermind official launch is today, which means you can apply right now mm-hmm. by going to www.creativerise.com to get into our six-week mastermind. Nicole was a part of that six-week mastermind. Totally. She's a great part of it, yeah. Incredible. And you'll hear her talk about all of that. So tune into the entirety of this podcast. You'll hear about her experience. But if that's something that you want, if you're like, hey, I want to dive into a new revenue stream, or I want to scale what I've already got going, or I'm wanting to leave my job and really pursue this yeah. side hobby that needs to become a full-time thing for me, Today's whatever the day. you're in, today's the day that you can get in that. And you guys... Applications it's just only- went live today for the first time to the public. So yes. we've been filling it up with waitlist people. There's like literally only a few spots left. And it's an incredible group of 20 plus people oh already. Oh my gosh. So you've so cool. got to jump on in. Literally went live publicly today. So you can go straight to creativerise.com and apply. There's no friction. It's so easy to get there. It's so yeah. easy to apply. As soon as we get your application, we're going to look it over and let you know. And yeah, can't wait. It's an can't incredible wait. group. We're starting April 10th. Yeah, we are so pumped. So we hope you enjoy this interview with Nicole. So tune in. Hello, Nicole. Thank you so much for joining us. Just so everyone can hear your voice, why don't you just give us a little bit of an introduction of who you are? Who you are. <laughs> who you introduction are. to what? What you ate this morning? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What did you? What did you have for breakfast? Who you are? Why don't we start? With- <laughs> what you had for breakfast, and what do you do in your creative business? <laughs> Hey guys, my name's Nicole. I had oatmeal with bananas and raspberries this morning for breakfast. Oh, that sounds good. Trying to be on the healthy train. And I am an elopement photographer as well as a cabin and brand photographer. Yes, yes, you, you are. are. This yes, is going to be such. Oh, this is going to be so much fun. Well, we are so thankful you are here. We know this is going to be a really, really fun episode. We just love Nicole. Nicole's been in our Creative Rise Mastermind. She's also currently in our inner circle, which is so fun. It's our uh, longer term four month mastermind. So much fun. But we are going to start this off with our classic rapid fire questions. So, are you ready, Nicole? Rapid fire I'm, questions. I'm ready. Okay, Hit great. Me. First question is. Where are you from? Newmarket, Ontario, Canada. Um, Newmarket, Ontario, um, Canada. Love we, it. I feel like we're favoring. I feel like we're favoring northern people. The last couple of people that have been guests on this podcast have Very all true. either been from Canada or from like last. I think yes, uh, was Edward Lee, and he's from Seattle. We don't That's have anybody true. who's from like below. So if Seattle. you're from the south and you want to get interviewed, just send us a yeah, DM. <laughs> Northern people are just better, I guess. Okay, this it's... rapid fire question thing is really going slow right yeah, now. Yeah, <laughs> I slowed it down. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Number two, how long have you been in the creative industry? How long have you owned your business for? I've been running my business full time for four and a half years now, but I've been doing photography my entire life. So it's always just something that's been a passion that I turned into a job. 
Love nice. it. That's great. I do love that. And then number three, our favorite question of the all time. One. What has been either a fail or a flop or just an embarrassing moment in your business where you go, wow, I really screwed the pooch on that one. <laughs> Anything come to mind that just would relate us viewers listening to or the amazing Or maybe we Nicole. can't relate at all because it's so bad. That that true. Doesn't mean we can all laugh at. How about that? What's a fail or a flop? I was shooting a cabin actually just a few months ago and the owner specifically said to me, make sure you blow the tea lights out after you're done. Like they're re- these tea lights are really crappy. So I was like, okay, sure. No problem. We lit the tea lights and my partner, Chris, was shooting the room and I left the room and I assumed he would blow the tea lights out. So, you know, like day goes on, no problem. We actually head out to go snowmobiling for the afternoon and we leave the dog at the cottage and we're probably like 150 kilometers away in the middle of nowhere. And I said, did you blow the tea lights out? He's like, no. And I thought I was going to die. I was like, the dog's in the cottage. This cottage is wood. It's like, it's a log cabin. So like it's. (laughs) That thing's going to. Go up in flames like and my mask. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Nothing like, more stressful than that. No. And I start going through like insurance issues and like, you know, what gets covered and like all the like <laughs> things that I probably shouldn't even be like starting to think about. But, you know, so we turned the snowmobiles around and probably went three times the speed that we were going out <laughs> yes. to get back to the cottage. Pull in, nothing. Tea lights had burned out on their own. But I have wow. seen another cottage where a tea light has gone up in flames in front of us while we were cooking dinner and like three, four feet of flames just out of control because it just something happened at the bottom of the tea light that caused it to kind of have a final burnout. Okay. Wow. Um, that's a crazy story. Quick, honestly, I don't know what a tea light is. What's a tea light? Joey. It's like a tiny little, it's like a tiny little candle, like little like shallow candle, right? Yeah. It's like little itty bitty ones that you could like drop in a glass jar Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Just I an ambiance okay. setter. You know what wow. I'm saying? Okay, so Chris didn't blow the tea lights. That is Chris, stressful as heck. Chris, Chris, That is a, cra- that is a crazy story. <laughs> Can We're you imagine? We're like 150K away on snowmobiles. You're like, oh my gosh, we have to pin it back. Wow. Really glad you didn't light uh, your client's house on fire. I think that's a really good, that would not have been a great review, I would that's imagine. Crazy. So now I double check every time I light a candle, I won't leave the room until I blow it out. Lesson you know learned. what? That's what my mom used to tell me. She's like, you're not allowed to have candles anymore because you never blow them out and you're going to catch your house on fire. So that's also something that I do. What a good <laughs> piece of advice for our listeners right now. Always blow out that your candles. Be, I, I mean, that may save you a lot most. of money right now. Yeah, like it could. you remember it could. that. It could. Okay, Nicole. So you are, whenever we're talking about you, I'm always like, oh, Nicole is like, uh, she got superpowers. You've got a great wedding business, which I also want to say as being from where you're from, it is not now living in California. Like it is so much easier to build a great seasonal business, like a wedding business outside of a place where we're from. It is not easy to build a business to the point that you've built it to in the wedding space when you're from a place that only has summer for like three and a half months a year of actual wedding season. Right? So you not only have done that, you've also been successful building in a van, traveling with Chris in this beautiful van. You guys have done so much cool stuff, working with you know brands around that, working with other lifestyle brands. And now you've started something called Cabin Hunter, where you're literally supplying cabins with solutions to their content problems, which is in- equally amazing. Like, Catch all the listeners up. Like, yes. How have you gotten to the place where you're doing all of those things? Because for most people, the idea of building a you know, six figure, multi six figure 
business in the wedding space in a place like Canada is like, that's really difficult for them even to comprehend how to do that, let alone adding on all that other stuff. So Mm -hmm. talk to us about like, how the heck did you get from where you first started to like where you are right now? And what are some of the, the biggest things that you feel like you've overcome that somebody who's listening to this can go, oh my gosh, I totally agree with that. And here's how Nicole's giving me value on that. Like, what are some of the big things you're like, this mm. is what I think really gave me some pressure in the beginning that I didn't know if I was gonna be able to overcome it. And here's how I jumped that hoop. So one of the biggest things that I found was I continued to always invest in my education. Like from day one, I invested in actually a year-long wedding photography mentorship um, with a couple that was local to me that they literally were here to help me guide me all the way through from like silly questions that I might have that like might seem, you know, silly to someone that's been in the industry for a few years, but you know, like not silly to someone that's brand new because you don't know even how to like handle each inquiry as they come in. So I truly believe that like investing in education is like one of the best ways to continue to grow your business forward. I actually set like aside a budget every year to go to different workshops. And 2021 was the creative rise. 2022 was the inner circle. And so much value has been pulled out of that in a different way that has not only benefited my wedding business, but also my brand and cabin business. But something that I found really um, hard was that at the end of every year, I would shoot 30, 35 weddings on my own. And I'd be so burnt out. I didn't want to look at another wedding. I didn't want to think about the next season. I didn't even want to talk to brides. It was, I was so burnt out. So I kind of always would write down my problems at the end of the year and try and find a solution to the issue. Like how can I not feel as burnt out? Not want to hate talking to brides. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) How do I get any desire back to talk to a woman who is getting married? Yes. How do I want to actually have my own wedding? (laughs) Right. Yes, seriously. (laughs) Truth. (laughs) So what I would do is I'd write down these problems and try and figure out like, what's a solution. And then, you know, so it was always, you know, investing in someone that can help me bringing on team members. Sometimes it was educating myself further in areas that I didn't understand enough that I could better my workflows. I took an outsourcing course to understand how to properly outsource, how to hire a VA, how to just outsource anything that you need, like just kind of to get that mindset. Cause so many people years ago didn't outsource. And I think now it's really coming to be a thing where people are willing to outsource. And it's been crucial to my business to do this. And it's been life-changing. Yeah, I was so afraid to invest money into it. And then all of a sudden you start to see the investment come back in your time, your sanity, and wanting to talk to people mm-hmm. again. Yeah. What I think you have that I think we see so many people in the creative industry and we have all probably been guilty at one point of, is thinking that everything that you need is within you, which is just not true at all. Like that is not true at all. I heard a quote the other day and it was something along the lines of, if you're not where you want to be, it's just because you don't know something. Like you're just, you just don't know one piece of information that could help you get to actually where you want to go or a group of pieces of information. And I think that you demonstrate that so, so well. And like every stage is like a growth stage for you because you're in a constant state of learning. And I think that's really, really cool. So take us back to you were obviously built this six-figure wedding business, which was amazing. Mm-hmm. But talk to us a little bit about why you wanted to then pursue these other avenues of business. Mm-hmm. Like what caused you, like most people would probably be like, six-figure wedding business? Like that's my dream. Like I'm just going to yeah. sit there and like be like, chill. We're good. Like, you bought your van, you kitted it out, and you got a six-figure business. What else in exactly. life would you want, right? That's what most people totally. Would think. So what, what caused yeah. you to not stop there? What pushed you into like wanting to start an entirely new revenue stream? 
Well, in Canada, the wedding season really is only May to October, maybe the first weeks of November if we get good weather or you get someone yeah. brave enough willing to like get married, you know, when it's a little bit colder. On but really, work. Yes. <laughs> and we we have like so many months where there was, you know, there's there's work coming in, but there is not four to eight weddings a month. There's not people lining up for engagement sessions because the fall colors are out. You know, it's we've got six feet of snow. It's minus 40 Celsius and it is nasty out and no one wants to go outside. Yeah, I go outside, yes. but I'm, I'm not your average person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I kind of consistently came back to this. What do I do with myself for these five months? I could travel, which would be great, but my partner can't come with me. So mm. that's lonely after a while. And yes. I kind of just kept digging into this idea of we've always dabbled with brands, but we've never really done too much with them. When we started to build out our van last year, we really dug into brands and found ways to partner with brands that elevated like their, you know, social media where a lot of these like small brands for companies that build van stuff didn't have a lot of exposure, even though the market in the van life world is huge. So we just continued to kind of work with that. And then it just kind of turned into this thing that like would allow me to fill my five months or six months of emptiness with something that actually can turn into a full year project while taking on weddings in the summer season that Canada gives us. Yeah. So you're literally just going, I have like eight other months of the year. Why would I not come up with a way to actually generate revenue and, you know, use that time to build, you know, my business and and solve problems for people. Right. Totally. And I don't do well sitting still and being bored. Um, like I'm always trying to like, I always like break my website so I can fix it. If I have nothing else to do, like I'm always trying to find (laughs) things to do. So why not bring in some income instead of rebreak my website every year? (laughs) Yes. Totally. Oh my gosh. That's probably so relatable for so many people who are like, Oh, I've got like two months for my next wedding. I'm literally just going to work on my website. That's like the classic thing I feel like I hear from like, Oh, I'm going to work on my website for two months. I'm like two months. Like, should be able to fix your website or like update it in like an hour, two hours, three hours. But um, so good. Okay. So Nicole, here's my question for you. I think one of the hardest things for people to understand and actually wrap their heads around when they want to switch, because 99% of people who listen to this podcast are like you, you yes. know, before you made a transition into adding things. We have a lot of people, we get questions all the time. You know this, a lot of the people in the mastermind that you've been in with the inner circle that you're in with right now, a lot of people are going, hey, I do this, but I also want to do this. Mm-hmm. And that's a really exciting place to be because there's opportunity in front of you. But it's also a challenging place to be because a lot of the time, we're so used to doing one thing one way, we don't actually necessarily understand how to how to get into another thing and do it another way, right? Mm-hmm. So or I would actually, the first thing I'm going to ask you is where has been an area that you have struggled in going, okay, I'm coming from the wedding space. I've done a little bit of brand space, but I want to get bigger in the brand space, you know. And as you're transitioning to going, I want to really blow up the brand space, really blow up the cabin hunter. What do you think is something that you and people like you struggle with when they think about it's not a transition, it's more of like adding those revenue streams? Like what slows that progress down? What's something that you think yeah. you run into? And then how have you overcome it to the point where you can give that value to people on this podcast? Because I think you've done a great job of doing it in multiple ways. So I, I think like the biggest thing for me was how do you pitch a brand without them just like saying no? And then how do you price them? I think the thing in the wedding industry is there's there's play in your pricing, but there is standards. Like, you know, most people price between like in Canada, like two to $8,000. So you're kind of put within this price range that no one's going to book you if you price yourself at $12,000 for a day. People are going to be like, 
no, that's that's ridiculous. You're you're way out of the mark there. Whereas with brands, every brand offers something so different, has a different requirement. Whereas I found weddings were so packaged, and that's how my brain worked was I'd build three packages and the couples would choose. But with brands, some need 10 reels, some need one reel and 20 photos. And it was how do I offer that and how do I consistently price that? So I was genuinely stuck. I actually, your podcast was probably one of the most helpful places for me to start with my value. 2020 and 2021, I binged so many business podcasts. I talked to so many people in the industry, just trying to understand where do you start? Like, is there like a base price per photo? Like, how do people even start with pricing and pitching? Like, how do you, like, what's a great pitch that's like not too aggressive, but, you know, makes people want to like learn you, get to like you and like really feel that you offer them so much value. And it actually was the six week mastermind course that truly turned my understanding into like actually actionable items that I can now go and pitch brands and understand how to work with them, how to price them, feeling comfortable talking to them and understanding where their problems are and what their needs are. Mm. So what, what would be your biggest piece of advice if someone's stuck in like, okay, I've got a brand, I'm really excited to pitch them, but I'm or, so stuck on pricing. Like, yeah, or I just want to switch into more of this lifestyle content or brand content. Totally. I add it as a revenue stream and I'm a wedding photographer. Yeah. Or if they're just already a brand person, but they're really, you know... Just struggling. Struggling with pricing. What what piece of advice would you give somebody like that? I'd say like start with a base price of like, how much do you value your own photos and your own reels at? Like think about how much time it takes you. Like what is it something that they're going to send you or do you have to go offsite, find models, you know, location scale, kind of like figure out what your time is. I do this with people that I mentor in the wedding side. I have, it's literally like a process that they go through that they kind of factor in like all of their, you know, big costs, like a house, you know, like electricity bills and like all the things that they pay for monthly. And then it's like, how much do you want to make? And then it kind of like breaks down to like what their hourly roughly should be. And kind of start there. Just try to figure out like, what do you think? And then go from there, like pitch a few brands. If they say, no, you're too high, then maybe bring it down. If you're getting a ton of brands that are kind of saying yes, then maybe you're too low and bump it up for the next three and kind of see and just play with your pricing until you, you feel comfortable with how much you're making because everybody charges differently. Like, you know, everybody in the inner circle, when I talk to them, like we, we all charge differently because we all have different assets and we all offer different things to, you know, each company and brand that we're working with. Mm -hmm. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. So you kind of start with like a mathematical contextualized, you know, Hey, taken. It's almost like it's not necessarily charged off an hourly rate, but it's like you should get a base rate based on your actual time that you're going to be putting in totally. it, and then contextualize it to the company, contextualize it to the brand, contextualize it to, like you said, what are the outside factors? Do I have to go here? Do I have to go there? Right, and then you can add that all on. So, but my favorite thing you just said was you have to just do it, and then you'll get feedback in your own head of how did that feel. Did I feel like I got, you know, I was pricing well? Did I feel like I was undercharging, right? Because it's it's crazy how many people we meet. And I mean, you've met them too. We've been in the same circles with them. There's people in the masterminds that have been like this. It's kind of the typical plague of being a creative, you know? I'll talk to people and they'll go, and we've all been here, but we'll go, they'll go yeah, my prices are, are way too low. And I'm like, so why haven't you raised them? Like, you know that, you know? Why haven't you raised them? And I think one of the things, Nicole, that I think you've done really well, and I would love to know if there's anything that you've done that you feel like's helped you do this well, but it's not only like raising your prices is one thing, but learning how to actually communicate the value behind your pricing is where you actually get paid 
to, you know, give that value away. Like learning mm, how to communicate. Yeah. Hey, like I always think of it this way. Whoever is the strongest at communicating the value behind their pricing is the person that's going to be able to price the thing the highest, you know, as, as it could be. And so you, I, I only... It helps you win the gig. It helps you, you know, price things higher. And I think you've done a great job of that, of kind of studying the value behind what you're actually doing. It's not just photos. It's like you go a little bit deeper than that. So when you think about that... Is there anything that comes to mind on like what you try and think about when you're when you're trying to understand, hey, what is the value behind this? Like for this brand, for this cabin, for this, you know, apparel company or product. Where does your head go when you're thinking about putting something like that on paper? I think it comes to like I draw it back to like my experience in the wedding industry is I have to show myself as an expert to whoever I'm pitching. Mm-hmm. And like I actually understand what I'm talking about. Cause no one a brand doesn't want to be like, hey, cool, I can take cool photos for you. But like, do you actually understand their problem? You understand like what they actually need and things that are going to help them convert to more sales, to more eyes on their social media pages. And that that's something that I consistently see in the wedding industry is like people just be like, here's my packages, please book. But it's like, what value are you showing these couples? And when it comes to my elopements, like I share with them how I'm going to help them through their day, how I'm going to make this little stress-free process and something that I feel is so important that like making sure that their day is about them and not what, you know, societal norms tells them to be. I think that really pulls like, I pull that information over to the brand space when I pitch an apparel company, a coffee shop. And it's like, I understand that you have a problem and I want to like, help you. I understand. I drink coffee. I see the market. Like I I'm very aware of like, you know, like Mm. you have to do some research. I feel like you can't just like blindly, you can blindly pitch the brand, but you may not land the deal or you may not, you may get more money if you totally understand more and you can speak to them on their own language. Yeah. I love that. That's so good. Speaking them on their own language to, in order to land the deal rather than just cold pitching people and just going, Hey, like whatever, copy and paste, copy and paste. I think that's really cool. Just before we move on. Um, I love what you said. You feel like you actually have, there's a lot of value in how you communicate the value of what you're giving people. And you've pulled that value kind of from the way that you used to communicate the value of a wedding package. I think that's something that a lot of people in the brand space can learn. Wedding packages as... you know, I, I've probably shot like four weddings in my life. Christy shot a bajillion weddings. You've shot a bajillion weddings. Getting to watch what you guys do and how you communicate that value is really impressive because when you're talking to a bride, the value is so much more than just like what, how many photos they get. It's like, I'm going to be with you for this many hours. I'm going to be helping you create this for your day. I'm going to be helping you walk through this part of your day with this. I'm going to be there when this goes wrong. I'm going to have this all filled out. So everyone's on track. Like there's so many things like you were just mentioning, you know, that you actually do that add value to the value they're getting Mm. rather than just the value of the end product. And I think in the brand space, this is why it's benefiting you is people quite often just pitch the end product, but they don't actually pitch the journey. They don't pitch the process. They don't pitch how well and how easy it's going to be to work with someone like you, Nicole, right? Mm -hmm. I think that's something you're doing really well with Cabin Hunter and you've done well with lifestyle brands is you're going, okay, how do I take that same format of making a bride feel really comfortable that she can trust that I'm going to take her through this experience? How do you also do that with, you know, lifestyle brands, with, you know, uh, product brands, with, with all stuff like that. So mm-hmm. uh, kudos to you. I think that's a great point. And I think everyone listening to this is going to be like, oh, that's a great point. How can I communicate even stronger the value of what I do that's actually not the end product? Mm-hmm. How can I communicate the value of the journey that I'm going to walk with you on as a client and as the person that you've hired? How can I communicate that? Because I think that's a huge piece of, of what it looks like to actually get paid more to do stuff. Like 
You know, totally. the person who's going to get paid the highest to do it is not the person necessarily with the best end product, but the person with the best process to get you to an end product. Yeah. Because the best process is something that looks like it can be trusted. The best process is something that looks like it can be, you know, it can be, you know, kind of pushed and pulled in order to create the best process, best product, end product. So that's a great point. I love that you just said that. That's really good. Yeah, that's great. And I think it's also like one thing that I see a lot of is weddings is an emotional sell. Brands is not necessarily an emotional sell, but like showing a brand that you care, even though you're not making that emotional sale, really has helped me. Yeah. Mm. It helps push them to make the logical decision, right? Totally. Yeah. That's so good. That's super cool. That's really great. Shifting gears a little bit, I want to talk about the cabin hunter because you were shooting. So for everyone, for background, obviously she's had this incredible wedding business, started introducing almost an influencer style way of working with brands, working with cabins. You started, cabins would literally pay you to come to wherever they were to shoot content, to post on your Instagram. Like you grew a following around that. That was incredible. And you had a very life influencer style business with that. You now are shifting the business. You're shifting the business into becoming more of an agency. And it's around Cabin Hunters, right? That's the name of it. So describe a little bit about why you are shifting that process, what you're excited for for Cabin Hunter, and a little bit more about Cabin Hunter for yeah. the listener. Why are you Why are you shifting that? Like, what's the why behind it? Yeah. There's so many incredible cabins out there in the world that I don't have enough days in the year to shoot these cabins. And I'm also logistic or like locationally bound. Like I, I can't just easily hop on a plane and, you know, fly to California for a weekend and shoot. It's an investment for the cabin. It's an investment for me. So it's something that came up as we were heading into the inner circle retreat, which is incredible. And it's something that's been reeling around in my mind. And how do I pull this in together is how can I offer more without, you know, charging cabins more? Because I've had cabins reach out that are not in, located in Ontario, but the it's the travel costs that just get you. Like, and you know, it's sometimes depending on where you're going in the world, sometimes it's almost as much as what you charge in a package, and that's where it's hard sometimes to yeah. show them the value. So yeah, that's so good. Growing a team to have people that are like actually located in each state, in each province, and maybe in Australia, across Europe. Like, I'd love to see this grow globally to be able to have people that are local that want to connect with cool cabins that want to create sweet content and help these cabins grow there. If you, I'm sure so many people, you know, you guys, people listening have hit Airbnb, Verbo, and the photos are terrible. They're just awful. It's the decider, right? The photos and videos are the deciding factor for all of us. If it's, if it looks like it could be a good property, but it's like shot so terribly and it like looks gross. Like, am I going to get killed? It's like, ah, no, thank you. Like I'll go to the brighter space, the whiter walls, even if it's a smaller, not as nice place, you know, exactly. that works. Yeah. You're right. And there's so many beautiful places that I've seen that like you kind of, as a photographer, you can kind of look through the photos and be like, this would be an awesome space if it was shot properly. And totally. I think so many people don't know that they can invest in photos. There's there's not a lot of education when you get on as a cabin owner, like when you list with Airbnb and Verbo and, you know, cottages in Canada and all these places around the world. There's no like, here's how you do this. And here's how you can like have a great listing, make good sales, raise your prices over time, you know, attract your ideal client. Like they just don't even know where to start. And so that's my goal is to kind of be able to facilitate these cabin owners with 
finding the people that they want, you know, is it, is it, do you want families? Like, okay, let's bring in a family and like shoot the families at these cabins to show that this is a family friendly, kid friendly place. Is it pets? Bring a pet. Like I bring my dog with me to every pet property that, you know, is allowed. And, you know, then that way they can actually showcase. We love pets. We want you to bring your family members with you because pets are Mm. their family members. Totally. I love that. Nicole, that's class A problem solving. You're going... I literally see the way I see the world is I see a lot of cabins that I want to do well and I see the need they have for great content to actually help them book more, but I can't sometimes physically be in all those places. So I'm going to build a team to solve those problems because I have the systems, I have the content strategies, and we have you know the, the manpower, the women power. You got all these awesome creatives all over the place that I'm going to put in place and make that happen. That is such a good example of going... Here's a big problem that actually looks too big for me to solve. It's geographically too big for you to solve, but you're like, easy, let's come up with a solution. That's class A problem solving, mm-hmm. which is why you're on this podcast, which is why you're talking to people about this. Because that is, it's so cool to see you go, hey, I just turned on my problem solving you know, brain and I came up with a solution and it's a great one. And I bet you there's people listening to this that are like, dang. I want to be a I want to be a cabin hunter, and if you want to be a cabin hunter, I'll tell you right now. All you gotta do is DM Nicole, and and she'll give you some info on it. If you're like, oh, I want to be a DM, I want to be a cabin hunter, but I'm from Arkansas. I don't know if you have anybody from Arkansas. There's probably some cabins in there Arkansas. You go. There's probably some cabins in Arkansas, but um, there's so okay. many cool cabins in the states. So yeah, oh, there's so many. There's oh, yeah. so many. So Nicole, I want to ask you this: that problem solving stuff we talk about a ton in the mastermind. Mm-hmm. I want to ask you, why did you originally jump on into the six-week mastermind? Like what made you go, you know what? I'm already successful. I'm already doing this. It's already great. And I'm already starting to you know, build out some other things. What made you go, this is something that I know I can't mess out on? It came out of us like having worked with brands prior, a lot of brands, you know, us reaching out and they're like, oh, hey, we'll do trade for photos. And it's like, I want to get paid for the work that like, we know we create good content. We don't necessarily have a huge following, but the numbers should not matter. It should be the quality that you produce and like, you know, what you offer them. So we were building our van, you know, we built the van in five months and we did a lot of great partnerships with different brands and companies. And, you know, some, we definitely knew we could have, we should have gotten more. And I just, I felt that maybe I was missing something. And I really felt like there was kind of this like secret sauce that I, probably could learn from Joey and Christy because you guys clearly are, you're killing it in your businesses. And every time I listen to your podcast, I, you, you answer a question that I have. And I'm like, yes, this makes so much sense. And it just, it was a no brainer for me to join. And I should have joined probably in round five. Um, I missed the sign up. So, <laughs> so I joined your wait list right as I think um, round five had like kind of was going on just to make sure that I did not miss it during round six. And it was during my busiest wedding season ever, but I didn't care. I wanted to be there. I wanted to learn. I wanted to absorb as much as I could from all the incredible people that are in the group from you guys and just really figure out how do I pitch these brands? How do I like, what am I missing that isn't out there? There's so much information that I feel that we learn from you guys that just isn't available widely to the public audience that's trying to figure out how to pitch brands. And that's something that I feel like you you have solved a problem that, you know, is needed in the creative industry is people need to figure out how to, you know, like work through their problems and also be a community and help each other because I, there's not a lot of community that I see, you know, in the creative industry. It's It can be lonely when you work for yourself. And I think like the creative, like the creative rise and like the inner circle and all of that is just one of the best ways. I talk to these people like daily, 
like every day we solve each other's problems. We jump on calls and it's just like, it's so beneficial and it has moved my business forward leaps and bounds. Like if I hadn't done it, I don't know. I probably cabin hunter wouldn't exist and I'd still be stuck getting trade for product requests from brands. <laughs> Oh no. Okay. <laughs> that's so awesome. Yeah, that's Thank awesome. you for that, by the way. I, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, you're just such a great add to every community you've been a part of. With totally. Enterprise. What would you tell somebody who's sitting here right now listening to this going, man, I, I really feel like I do need to be in that room, but I'm terrified. Or I don't know if I have time. I loved how you said I, it was the busiest season yeah. of my weddings, you know, but you still made it happen. What would you say to that person that's like, I don't know, but... Uh, I tell them do it. It's going to be the best investment of their life. I, I truly believe like if it's a money factor, like money comes back, like, you know, I made my money back in, I think the first two weeks with you guys, like once we started getting like going, like we started talking about pitching and I started pitching cabins nonstop and I was able to make my investment back right away. And if it's a time thing, make time. Like I was in the middle of my busiest season. I would literally shift my engagement sessions so that they would end five minutes before our calls. I'd be sitting in my van at McDonald's on the crappiest Wi-Fi just to get it on the call. But it was worth it because I had so much value out of the course. So it's like whatever your fear is, don't don't walk yourself through that like it won't be helpful because I guarantee you it will be more helpful than you expect it to be. That's awesome. So good. Oh, Nicole, we love that, this Nicole. Has been amazing. We got two questions. We always ask these two questions at the end of a podcast. Number one, where can people find you? How can people connect with you in both ways, both personally and then also for Cabin Hunter stuff? So you can find me on three Instagrams if you really want to go all the route. Let's do it. Love it. Weddings is Nicole Alex Photography. Personal and Brands is Chris and Nicole with two underscores. And the Cabin Hunter is at the Cabin Hunter for Instagram. And if you want to follow what we've done with the van, you can find us on YouTube for under Chris and Nicole. Yeah. Sweet videos actually on YouTube. I love watching your van video. So good. Um, good. And then the last question is just the trademark question of the show. Why should somebody, in your opinion, care enough about their own creative business to give it a shot? Like, why should someone be unapologetic about breaking the creative struggle? If you had to convince somebody who was like, I really want to go for it, but ah, what would you say? I think there's so many cool ideas that are never actioned on in the world. And, you know, we talk to people on a daily basis and they're like, I have this idea to do X and you're like, why aren't you doing it? And they give you a list of excuses. And it's like, I truly believe that like, if someone really wanted to do it, just start doing it. Sometimes you got to make that investment. That's scary. You know, you got to spend extra time. You got to work seven days a week for a while, but I know it's worth it. And the thing is, how are you going to know if you don't try? Like you might flop, but you'll never know. And do you really want to be 80 and be like, man, I wish I had done this. And I don't think like we, anybody wants to think like that. So I think just like, you know, if it's, if you've got an idea, go with it. Like it might be scary, but there's so many great resources, like your podcast, like the mastermind, there's so many like great people online that are so willing to like talk through things, like, you know, make those connections on Instagram, LinkedIn, like, you know, meetups now that the world's starting to open back up. Like there's so many great spaces to kind of connect and kind of maybe remove those fears. But I think I think they should do it. Yeah, That's awesome. 100%. That's a great answer. Oh, great so answer. good, Nicole. Thank you so much for your time, for all of this value you've given everybody. Thank you for being so open about what you're mm-hmm. doing. And we can't wait for everyone to go and follow you, follow what the Cabin Hunter is yeah. doing. We are so pumped. And yeah, we're just so grateful for your friendship and can't wait to continue walking out the rest of the inner circle with you and hopefully beyond that. So thank you for being here with us. And we hope you have a great rest of your day. Thanks, Nicole. It was awesome being here. 
Wow, what a good conversation with Nicole. We yeah, love Nicole. Awesome. Nicole is awesome. I'm sure you just loved that conversation. So many things like talking about the ins and outs of a six-figure wedding business, the ins and outs of building a literally going to be at some point global cabin business, like shooting cabins, solving content solutions, you know, and so solving content problems with content solutions for cabins all over the globe, working with brands, living in a van, like so many cool, so yeah. many cool things. Nicole and maybe some awesome. of you are going to be hitting up Nicole because you're like, I want to be a cabin hunter. Yeah, so maybe, do. maybe we just gave you we one of your Nicole next jobs. We I'm like, yo, if you got any cabins in like Tahoe, you want to oh, shooting? Let us yeah. know. We'll go shoot heck them. yeah. We'll She's suffer awesome. for it. We'll suffer She's for so it. She's so awesome. So guys, yeah. if you want to be like Nicole, if you want to be somebody who goes, man, I've either got a lot of things figured out, but I have new things I'm aiming for. And I really just want a shortcut figuring yeah. those out. Or if you're at the beginning and you're like, I want to get to a place where Nicole is, but I don't have to go through all the things Nicole had to go through and all the things she had to do, you've got to join the Creative Res Mastermind. You heard it. You heard it talk about it. You heard how valuable it was to her story and how much it's helped her. All you got to do, it publicly launched today. Applications are now public access, uh, publicly accessible. Mm -hmm. So easy. And we literally only have a couple spots left. So you got to go do it. We start April 10th, six weeks of community, six weeks of coaching, going through modules of you know sales, marketing, structuring offers, pitching, reaching out to people, taxes, like money stuff, all that stuff. Six weeks of community coaching with all those things. And then so much accountability. Yeah. One of my favorite parts of the mastermind is that you get set up with an accountability partner, accountability pod. It's two other people. So you're in groups of three to keep each other accountable. And you have to literally tell everybody what you're doing and then they keep you accountable to do it, which means you grow your business. That's why people like Nicole will say, man, I grew my business in six weeks. Not only did I get my money back right away, she made a ton of money through the six weeks. Oh yeah. Like she was one of the biggest earners in her last program crazy. through those six weeks. And it's just like, it's because people are holding you accountable, which is amazing. So yeah. we can't wait for this next round. It's going to be amazing. We can't wait to meet you if you're going to jump on in. For everybody who's already jumped in, if you're listening to this, you already know who you are. We're so pumped to start this next round with you. Yeah, crazy. Cool. So get in that. Run. You can just go to creativerise.com or just text apply to 916-587-6417 and we'll shoot you that link. And yeah, yeah, hope you guys have a great rest of your week and we will see you in the application. See you on the next one. Thank you so much for joining us today. We were so happy to have you here. And do not forget to jump onto iTunes, give us a five-star rating and write a written review. That would mean the world to us. And we'll catch you next time on the Creative Rise podcast, where we believe you deserve to break the creative struggle and it should be simple. Peace.